Welcome to the Goth and the Sloth. This is your Goth Luna. And I'm Matt the Sloth. We are a podcast of two friends living a country apart, uh, watching werewolf movies and loving the shit out of it most of the time. Most of the time, <laughs> loving the shit out of it. Uh, today, we'll get into our uh, movie. Today, we're talking Wolfen, a 1981 film. But mm-hmm. first, uh, let's see how Matt's doing. How have you been doing this last, I don't know, couple weeks? You know, been hanging in there, but it's been good. Uh, band good. Re- band recorded a uh, music video, and I'm currently editing that. Ooh. So that's been fun. Rad. Um, and we're working on a new song too, a new uh, another Katy Perry song. <laughs> You're eventually just gonna do her entire discography. Actually, this is the first time we've repeated an artist. Oh, okay, okay. So. Maybe it's just in my brain you do all of <laughs> Katy Perry stuff. No, if we do anybody, it's gonna be T Swizzle's whole catalog. Actually, you know what? You're absolutely <laughs> right. What was I thinking? It would be it would be T Swizz. <laughs> that that's my way to get her attention. She'll she'll watch the videos and be like, "I hate this," and I need to <laughs> do something to stop them. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I I think it's a great plan. I guess minus the <laughs> "I hate them" part. <laughs> but, but no, that's that's awesome. Um. And you have you had shows recently too? Uh, we got one coming up uh, March thirty first. If you are in Denver, we'll be at Herman's Hideaway, and uh, we are opening for the awesome Power Glove. Finally, yeah. If you are a longtime listener to this show, uh, actually, I got an update this weekend on Facebook. Literally two years ago, we got tickets to sell for this show, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's finally happening. Knock on wood. Being an artist during the apocalypse, (laughs) so much fun. Especially stuff you got to do live. You know all about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, turns out you (laughs) you don't want to go outside when there's a deadly virus. Huh. Strange. It is strange. Um, (laughs) uh, Besides that, uh, you know, just... uh, same old, same old. It's the boring time of year, just sort of between stuff. So it's the boring time of year. What do you mean? Uh, you know, it's uh, there's still wintry stuff, so you can't go out and do things because it's all crappy and snowy. Mm. And uh, you know, there's no like holidays or big events or anything really going on. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I I am like after February typically. I am slammed. Actually, halfway through February is when it starts ramping up. In spring, I this might go for like all of the folks that live on a um on like a school year yeah system. Whether or not you're in school or you're adjacent to school, you work for school. Your work is tied to a school year or whatever. Um, spring is just nuts. Just like fall gets nuts. Yeah. It's 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 the same but um but i guess i could see like outside of that realm like if you didn't have like fall and spring where you have to do a lot of stuff and summer is the downtime i could see how winter could be meh meh yeah yeah especially if there aren't shows to go to yeah they're starting to ramp up some of the shows but yeah Nothing. Usually shows are ramped up by now. I think it's just <laughs> odd. Like I feel like like even my live live entertainment folks it's just a little slow this year, understandably. Yeah. Well there's been like late announcements, like the offspring are coming and they just announced that and it's like in two months. And they yeah. just announced it and it's like w- weird. Yeah, they're probably <laughs> just struggling to like you know, get those dates down and they don't want to commit too fast, you know, mm-hmm. because virus. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, we're finding that with our own tour too. So if we don't yeah. start getting some uh, responses and more hard things, it may not happen this year. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. 
Yeah, it's tough because, like, typically it's like, okay, get the cal- get the date on the calendar well in advance. And now it's like, get the date on the calendar soon because we know we won't have a, a like, swell in the next <laughs> two to three months. After that, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Plus Russia. Yeah. Who knows? Plus Russia. So, um, so how you been? Do yeah. you have your uh, big show yet? Oh, no. Oh, no. no, I have not. That is uh, March 25th. And we are in the throes of it. Um, I, and of course, it's like not my only job. So I've just been kind of going insane. I had to take a mental health day. Well, mental health, mental half a day, mental (laughs) health half day. Uh, Because between all my jobs, I work like morning and evening, Mm -hmm. most nights of the week. And my quote unquote time off are evenings that I have free. Um, but lately, the evenings that I have had free have been full of other work. So I, like, started actually feeling my brain, like, cracking <laughs> like, this last week. Like, people were talking to me, and I would just, like, stare at them. I'm like, I'm not processing what you're saying. I don't, I don't know what those words were. And then, like, a good 30 seconds later, I'll be like, ah. Oh, that's what you were saying. I was like, this is <laughs> fucked. I need a break. Like, I need to, like, not look at anything for a minute. So I took Saturday evening off, um, which was awesome. And I was like, oh, is this what it's like to not have to be somewhere? Well, weird. <laughs> uh, and then now I'm back at it, and I won't have a day off until April 5th, I guess, uh, is when I get back from Dark Side. so... I think I have that day off. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I do. Uh, But yeah, I've just been um, actively killing myself with capitalism. Ah, Capitalism will make you do that. (laughs) But honestly, it's like not bad. Like what's bad is that I'm not like holding up. But what's good is like all of the work that I'm like the show that I'm putting on is it's like the biggest production I've ever done. It's all things that I've done. Like I've done choreography and I've done like all these back of house things Mm -hmm. and I just never done it at this scale. Like at, to the point where I'm like putting together the cue sheets for the union workers that are going to come work the theater because it's a union house and, and it's a stage that is, like they're they're do, they're all working on the Lion King right now, like the Broadway Lion King, and then after that show is over, they do us. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it is a lot of pressure. It's really cool. I've never worked, like I said, I've just never worked at this high of a level, mm. or at least with people at this high of a level professionally. Um, so it's a really great experience, and. I mean, I, it's a, another affirmation that I did the right thing. Like, as much as I missed Colorado, I never would have been able to do something at this scale in Colorado. Yeah. But I probably could if I went back now. Sure. Like, it's it's interesting how, like, how much I'm getting um, professionally from this whole experience. It's just, it's nuts. It's very overwhelming. I don't know who I am. I I. I actually got to the point where I had to do laundry because <laughs> just out of clothes. I, I was just out of clothes. I am like I'm on the big struggle bus, like giant S. But it will be over <laughs> in three ish weeks. All right. Yeah. Although I don't know <laughs> if you could do that size of show here, at least not aerial wise, because you'd need to have all the air tanks at the top whenever you get to the top of the ropes. Cause I, air tanks? Yeah, cause if you, you're already way too high here, so if you're at Colorado <laughs> levels, and then you climb up a rope, like, I think you're in the death zone at that point. No, no, you're just, like, really athletic and efficient with oxygen. <laughs> that would be funny, though, if you just, like, climb all the way up past the proscenium and, like, suck on some oxygen and then re-enter from the top. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Not as dramatic, but I've seen Jonathan Davis from Corn do that. He has to 
Whenever he plays the bagpipes here, he runs to the side of the stage and just sits there with the mask. Yeah, yeah. I saw the drummer for Faith No More wheel they wheeled out the oxygen tank and just parked it next to the drum set and was like, Here, have this. <laughs> like, rad. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um enough about us. Let's move on to the show. Or yeah, the show. the show. I guess the thing that we're doing is called a show. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. What is English? Um, but before we do that, if you would like to follow us uh, and chat with us and send us messages and send us suggestions and whatnot, uh, you can find us at Goth and Sloth on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at Goth and Sloth at uh, gmail.com. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, so Wolfen was my pick, mm-hmm. uh, so I will walk you through the synopsis, and then we'll kind of get into it. Um, like I said, it is a 1981 film, and it was directed by Michael Wadley, maybe is how you say that, <laughs> which is why I put the question mark in my tone. Um, so I hope that's how you say it. Uh, anyway, so basically this is a crime drama with like, Plus wolves. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it starts out with this captain, Dewey Wilson. Uh, he's put on the case of this high-profile pro- murder of some rich guy, Christopher Van Vanderveer. Mm-hmm. And uh, the murders continue with no particular pattern, and uh, clues of an animal are present. I'm going to kind of fly through a lot of plot. It's a pretty plot-heavy It is. Um, movie, especially because... I guess you kind of have to be if it's a crime drama because you have to get all the details. So I'm not going to go into all that. Um, I'm just going to kind of skate over that. <laughs> so eventually they narrow down this animal attack to a subspecies of wolf thanks to Ferguson, the zoologist, uh, in this little cast of creatures or characters? Cast of characters. <laughs> um, if you hear sound on my end there might be like a hurricane outside i have no idea it sounds nuts from my perspective hopefully you can't hear that uh so some weird developments arise uh and they are somehow linked to native american culture the way they brought this into the film is questionable at best but anyway 80s um (laughs) there were just lots of yikes so they approach an indigenous man that they suspect is involved. His name is Eddie Holden. He is played by the Edward James Olmos. Mm-hmm. And he, when they approach him, he's kind of tongue-in-cheek, which is rad. I really like that yeah. about this character. But he's like, uh, I'm a shapeshifter. And the captain kind of isn't sure whether or not to take him seriously, which is pretty entertaining for me. <laughs> perspective um and then that night the captain is like down by the water i guess and he encounters holt who uh runs at him wildly and naked Mm -hmm. uh like a wolf and then stops and is like see told you it was all in your mind (laughs) what is this scene that was a whole experience but there's a whole lot of naked J- Edward James almost yes. so unless it's a body double which I couldn't I don't think so uh, I'd have to look at it yeah. again but it's a whole lot of naked <laughs> um, and then uh, under the pretext of I guess protecting her Wilson goes to the home of Rebecca Neff the criminal psychologist he's been assigned to work with on the case, and they bang, mm-hmm. as you do, I yeah. guess. Uh, the coroner, played by Gregory Hines, uh, links these attacks to similar attacks in other cities where the wolf hair has also been found. Ferguson, the zoologist, goes missing, and the mysteries continue. Mm-hmm. The coroner and the captain uh, stake out this church uh, where the around where they heard the wolf um, cries before and they go with sniper rifles the coroner gets killed by what appears to be the wolf uh, Gregory Hines gets killed by the wolf super sad <laughs> not a fan um, 
the captain escapes to a nearby bar, which happens to be a Native American bar. Mm-hmm. He runs into Holt there, who tells him it is Wolfen. A Wolfen is a supernatural creature or group of creatures who uh, escape the slaughter of their kind and became the hunters of those abandoned by humanity in terms of class. That's kind of how I summed up their little spiel there. Uh, One of the quotes uh, they have was, they can see two looks away, they can hear clouds pass overhead. So they are definitely supernatural, wise. Uh, Another quote is, their their world is older, more finished, more complete. So you can imagine that they are essentially some type of god or deity or they have the powers that of what we in the western world would ascribe to yeah. a deity mm-hmm. um wolfen kill the sick the abandoned and those who won't be missed uh wilson put puts together that the wolfen went after vanderveer because he was the benefactor of an urban uh redevelopment project and the wolfen killed to protect their hunting ground again because they killed the sick they abandoned and those who, who won't be missed mm-hmm. um like for example they kill like a homeless person early in the film and stuff like that um and then uh the wolfen there are three wolfies <laughs> three four three or four wolfies I think it, yeah i think it was three yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, they corner Wilson and Neff uh, at the Vanderveer office in the in the Vanderveer Tower, and um, uh, Wilson, the captain, destroys the model of the Herbal Renewal Project in a like kind of like locking eyes with the wolves, being like, "You ain't got no problem for me. Just we're not gonna do this thing. You can have your hunting ground." And then the wolf in howl and disappear to thin air um so that was a very 80s film it's an early 80s film so it's like it's just rolling in the 80s yeah grimy 80s not uh neon light spandex 80s yeah yeah very (laughs) early early 80s not yeah not late 80s um and there's there are aspects of the film that I think in some ways I feel like it was before its time mm-hmm. uh, because the supernatural crime drama I think became very popular a little bit later on. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I was like, what, not, un- I was negative <laughs> seven years old or some shit. I don't remember. <laughs> but... <laughs> um, so I wasn't alive at this time, so I could be wrong. But I, it fe- felt to me watching the film that it felt a little bit before its time. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially since like shows like NCIS and CSI and like all those shows weren't around. But it very much followed a lot of that formula. Yeah. So I wonder how this, fil- this film and other films like it informed that genre of television. Um, that being said, it is, I, I, I can't say it's a werewolf film because it's technically not a werewolf. Yeah. It's, it's another gray area one. Kind of like your other yeah. pick. Uh, I like gray areas. <laughs> it's where I thrive. <laughs> Cause yeah, we, we're not going to be able to do a transformation rating. Um, uh-huh. and you could do the boot, the snoop, you could. but it, it'd just be a supernatural wolf. In which case, we'd all die. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's it's a really tough one to categorize mm-hmm. because it's not not a werewolf, right? Maybe, it, but it is not. It kind of depends on your interpretation of it in a lot of ways. Okay. If it's werewolf or not, um, because because since you never actually see anyone turn into these wolves. Um, could the wolfen just be directing these wolves that aren't actually real, and they're just like, uh, something they can conjure? Hmm. Well, yeah, I, 
I got the sense that the Wolfen were their own autonomous creature. Like, they make their own decisions, mm-hmm. and the indigenous population just kind of, like, respects what they do yeah. and just stays out of the fucking way. Yeah. Um, but it does not appear that, like, humans become Wolfen and, and vice versa. There, There is a good chunk of the film where you think that it's a werewolf like they use the werewolf lore to build suspense Mm -hmm. throughout the film because you think that oh maybe it is someone turning into a wolf who knows like they kind of misdirect you there for a little bit so in that sense i do want to call it a werewolf film because you are thinking about werewolves they're using you know imagery of wolves and talking about humans and they're talking about shape-shifting and so it feel and like these intelligent attacks on uh on humans it feels like we're doing a werewolf drama yeah a werewolf crime drama mm-hmm. and then it turns out to be this supernatural indigenous creature yeah. so my vote it is it is werewolf, but we can't do a transformation. But yeah, <laughs> just barely werewolf, but in a good way, because, yeah, it doesn't... It's a different style of werewolf movie. It's not... Uh... Yeah, it's like they use the werewolf as a threat, almost, yeah. or as a... I don't know. It, they're definitely using the idea as a were, of the werewolf as a tool mm-hmm. to manipulate the viewer's expectations and emotions. Yeah. So I'm into it. I thought it was okay. <laughs> it's it's very slow, and as you said, it's very plot dense. And yes, you know, there's a lot going on, but also not a lot at the same time. <laughs> yeah. There's like a lot of dialogue and a lot of details, but like one detail every 30 minutes yeah. or something. I don't know. And it made me wonder if like, you know how, I don't know if you've ever tried to watch like a, a film serial from like the early 1920s and thirties. Um, and like, it's almost impossible to watch nowadays and not like really? from an access, not from like an access point, but just like how it's paced and how it's shot and everything. It's just like really bad, even though like that's the best they could do at the time. And yeah. I wonder if like film has evolved now almost past this style movie too, just in general, because like our modern senses are like, just do something already. Like yeah, <laughs> move along. I, I, I mean, maybe, maybe, because I will I would come back on that and say that there are plenty of slow films there are. today. And I happen to enjoy almost all of them. And you happen <laughs> to enjoy two of them. <laughs> So I I get what you're saying, and I, I agree. It was kind of like, hmm, where are we going with this? I think what I missed in this film, and this is not the fault of the film or the creators or anything like that, but I, I missed, like, the the link between the technology that they were using, yeah. like all of this new fangle. And of course this is like 81. So the shit that they're using one, it, it, I mean, it's all <laughs> just pseudoscience. Yeah. But that being said, like they, there's all this technology that they're using and it's like super cool and high tech and the whole room's the lie detector because we can see micro changes of temperature on the scale. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> And the the link from that to the wolf in themselves, because throughout the film, you're seeing these scenes that are shot with this like overexposure, over contrast yeah. that's supposed to be from the eyes of the wolf in. Yep. And it's kind of similar to the technology that they were using. And it would have been nice for me to or at least it would have been nice to have a hint as to where they were going with that mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, because it kind of felt like they, it was like, oh, there's something going on here between these two perspectives. And then it was like, 
the end. Credit yeah. Joel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the. F- like wait. Uh, the first kill was like they had this like car full of like computers stuff, and I'm like, is mm-hmm. this like sci-fi? And then they dropped that for quite a while, and I was like, oh, it's just the '80s, okay. And then it kind of brings it back, and yeah, I don't know where that was, where that was going. If that was meant to go somewhere else, or if it was just something they pulled from the book or something, and the book did something with it, I don't know. I don't know either. I, it's, I. That's a good question. Maybe, but for me, it was just a. It was like this unfinished business in a not good way. Because it seemed like it was coming to something cool. Even if it was just like, like if they said a little bit more about the Wolfen being able to see two looks ahead or something like being very sensitive to whatever. Like I just needed like something (laughs) to put the two (laughs) together. Uh, And instead, I, I guess I get to come up with that. Yeah. On my own, which is okay, and I do like doing that on my own sometimes. Uh, this is not one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what else? What what were your other thoughts on the film aside from it being slow? slow. Um, I I do. Uh, I like uh seventy late seventies early eighties New York. Feels like a New York I'll never be able to get to go to, like the grimy, gross porn shop. Uh, yeah, and it, I'm sure that New York still exists. It's just in a smaller. Yeah, state. <laughs> but yeah, the the Times Square porn porn shops and yeah, like that New York, like the the Joker New York, which there actually is a link to this movie to the Joker, if you didn't know the recent Joker. I did not. So in the background of the final scene in Joker, there's a movie poster for Wolfen. Huh. So there you go. It's random. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Um, and I, I kind of like that. And it's also kind of reminded me because there was a million shots of the Twin Towers. Yes. Um, but it just kind of reminded me like from when those were built till 2001, they were shorthand for this is New York. This is modern New York. 100%. And it's just like in every movie. And like, I think we even just like t- got blinded to it because it was decades of like, if you show the Twin Towers, it's New York. It's New York, yeah. And now it's Absolutely. now it's like this shared drama of everyone from 2001, yeah. like, oh, yeah. Uh. Everyone, anytime <laughs> you see the two towers, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I, like, that makes me think about skylines in yeah. general, and I feel like skylines used to be way more significant. Yeah, absolutely. And way more iconic. And then it became so relatively cheap to build skyscrapers that skylines are changing constantly so fuck them. yeah well, and they're also becoming <laughs> not to get into a whole architect side of podcast, but they're also becoming super generic i actually watched a really interesting video about the tokyo skyline and they're getting rid of some of the older more interesting buildings just because they're old and and they're probably just and they're like they're probably just going to put up just a regular box that looks like a box box <laughs> Box tube. Um, you know, the uh, newest building in Colorado that I actually work in or did work in before I went home. I was going to say, you don't work in there. <laughs> I mean, it, it's got some, like, it does look a little different, but yeah, it's not. A little? But yeah, it's not like a major. It's not the it's not the cash register building. Like something... No, cash register building is just cash register yeah. building. <laughs> That's it. That's the end. But yeah, like it's nothing that's <laughs> going to define the Denver skyline. And yeah, I think, yeah, a lot of them are doing that. But yeah, it made me think a lot about, you know, how we can, a, a lot of states and stuff have like what, what you show and that's how the short visual shorthand of, of that. And yeah, lots of, lots of the towers and yeah, gritty New York. <laughs> gritty New York. Yeah. Um, Let's see what else I get. I got a lot of nostalgia buzz from this one, even just from right from the beginning with the Orion Pictures logo. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I remember I was those like, guys. Um and uh what else? Oh, there was a Peter in the Wolf reference, which we get a lot on the show uh, Red Riding Hood references. 
but we yes. rarely get Peter and the Wolf references. Rarely, I saw, I got it too. Yeah, yeah the uh, one of the guys is one of the medical guys, I believe. Right? It was it was the Ferguson yeah. guy, the zoologist? Yeah, he was named Peter. He's like Peter and the Wolf. I got that. Mm-hmm. And he, when he called the police, he was like, uh, "My name's Peter Wolf." Yeah. <laughs> so, which is a lie. His last name is Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, it's that was that was cool, and I love I love the music from Peter and the yeah. Wolf. It makes me want to listen to it every time. <laughs> um, so what did you think about the uh the role of the wolfen in society, like their role of um you know basically taking the those that are abandoned and those who won't be missed from society and and then demanding that you don't build the new housing development because it would take their hunting grounds yeah, it's um a very 80s idealistic thing i feel like it was yeah um it, it almost was praising the people who don't want um uh low income housing built around their places and all that um and then the story kind of felt like that was you know because it's protecting their their you know their hunting grounds their hunting and all ground. that and so it almost felt like to me like that was almost like that where in today's focus like anyone that tends to be against low-income housings are generally seen as evil at least in the circles i'm around this is almost, yeah but it uh, wasn't no it wasn't low-income housing yeah. it was just new condominiums being um built on where low-income people live oh, okay sorry i must have misinterpreted that or yeah, I think it's like the reverse. Yeah, sorry. Where um, Vanderveer is like this rich dude, and he was putting up this new housing development, but it wasn't for the normal folk. Yeah. It was like, look at these new condos. <laughs> well, in that case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then it's kind of messed up then because they they don't they they want the place to be crappy so they can. Ki- you know, hunt hunt the terrible forgotten right. people. <laughs> right. It's interesting. I thought it was really a really interesting take on on a complex situation, mm-hmm. right? Like I you would rather keep like and, and I guess I agree with the wolf in to an extent. Like you want to to keep the way things I don't want to say the way things currently are, but you want to keep the people in the area and encourage people to take care of the low-income people and the houseless people in your area mm-hmm. and help them get up out of poverty as opposed to just shoving them out and building new condos for more rich people to come. Yeah. So it's like the Wolfen are balancing out uh, society, like the human nature of like absolute classism and treating those in poverty like trash it's like you have on one end humanity and society this this our society that is going to want to build and have everything new and shiny and clean and which means not poor not black not mm-hmm. you know etc yeah. and then you have the wolf in that are like don't build those things keep your other stuff because we want to feed on your failures yeah. And it's like, even though the deity, like, it's there's no good and bad. It's not like wolfen are good or bad. Right. They just balance things yeah. out to make to make humanity work on helping those in lower class situations while making sure, like, keeping their food source. Yeah. Which actually, to me, feels very, like folklore in a way mm-hmm. like when i think of like the old folklore and tales of you know in trinidad and tobago there's not a lot of like good guy bad guy there's just a lot of complicated yeah i can see that and everybody's just kind of gotta live together in the complication <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's got a role yeah. so as long as 
everybody's still there. Nothing's being thrown out of balance. Yeah. But um, anyway, I just thought that was a really interesting, complex thing that I it, it almost felt like the movie did the concept a disservice. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Although it had um, kind of an interesting parallel since they were related to to Native Americans and that they're forcing them out of their hunting grounds for capitalism. Oh yeah. Um oh, definitely. Yeah, that that definitely felt present. And they're just they're like racist comments throughout yeah. the film toward Native Americans. It's like you're so uncomfortable with having people that don't look like you that are obviously working class cuz they're the ones building the skyscrapers mm-hmm. and bridges like you said. Like yeah, is it? I don't know. I just thought there was a, a lot more to this film than originally met the eye. I think so. Um, but sadly, no werewolf. No, no werewolf. And yeah, you got to dig to get to some of that too. Like, like we mentioned, it's just like it's probably gonna take a few views to really get into it. Because yeah, you gotta you gotta sift through some of that the dialogue. I mean, like. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> trash. Like, is this going anywhere? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, the pacing is is definitely of a different era, mm. potentially. I mean, I don't know. Blade Runner didn't come, you know, didn't didn't come across this way. So I think uh, one of the things that might have hurt harmed it on a production level is there's very little um, music. Like there wasn't mm-hmm. a whole lot of background music, so it's hard to. I thought there was. The it, there's, I d- I disagree. There's definitely background music, but it's not. It's not like Lord of the Rings, <laughs> where you can just play that score in the background and feel like you're going on an adventure. Like, it was background yeah. music. It's like a lot of long pads and just long sweeping progressions, but nothing memorable. Yeah. Nothing like, I don't know. Did you want like do 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 do? Like <laughs> we're going to kill some wolves. Yeah, <laughs> when he said his name was Peter Wolf, it should have played dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> God damn it! But that's and again here we are <laughs> with um with Blade Runner. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess what I get what you're yeah. saying. I just feel like that. I don't think that um, that there was necessarily like a what do you call it a a lack of music. Sure. Um, in fact, I think I want. I'm gonna look it up. The um, what you call it? <laughs> I can't think of words. I told you, I'm losing my mind. Uh, the guy that did the score, whatever his name is. <laughs> When Music by James Homer. Hor- Horner, Horner, sorry. James Horner's huge. He he's done what is the what is the word? Score no composer. composer. There oh, you go. Jesus Christ. Um he's done I mean he did massive ty- movies. Yeah, Titanic, Titanic, Zorro, yeah. an American Tale, Avatar. Like he is very well known. Uh and his it, like he's done a bunch of Star Trek. Like you can just like look through his stuff and he's huge. So I I would not say that it was like bad. It felt very 80s yeah. because he's done so many 80s movies. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like part of the tone came from part of the nostalgia came from his work that could in it. Be. Um but no, there were no songs. Well, and I, I think there's a uh, there's a lot of scenes I felt where it was sans music, maybe some of the heavy dialogue ones. And I think mm. I could have used a little punch up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll just have Leonardo Leonardo take care of that next time. <laughs> just, yeah, just screaming in what is love in the background of every scene. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> Poor James Horner. He's super dead, but um, he might roll over yeah. his grave just a little. Um, <laughs> so where the final scene took place gave me just so much anxiety it, it really bothered me <laughs> why uh the like the vanderveer's yeah. office uh mirrored blinds 
that freaked me out because I'm really they annoy that too. Well, yeah, they're jingly for one, just constant jingly. Like, how would you have that be your office? But then also like the fear that any one of those is just going to tap too hard against another one and just shatter into a million pieces. Really? That's where your brain went? That's so interesting. Yeah, that's fair. I just, it was just, one, it was annoying because, like, you knew, and this is just a me thing, when you watch a movie and there is a set piece that bizarre, Mm -hmm. you know that it's going to come into play later. And so the whole movie, I was just waiting for that scene at the end (laughs) where the guy walks in and looks at the reflection and starts shooting away, and I'm like... Okay, there it was. Okay, cool set piece. <laughs> cool, moving and, on. <laughs> and how, I mean, granted, it's a deity wolf god, but how'd the wolf get up there, man? He, he just jumped through that window. They literally <laughs> disappeared into thin air. I'm pretty sure they can jump through a window of a skyscraper. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, just mirrored blinds. Like, why? And was that ever a real thing? I don't know. I wasn't alive at this time either, but. I f- maybe i wouldn't put it I past feel, exactly as i was gonna feel i feel like it's something a rich person would do that's really stupid and impractical but it costs a lot of money <laughs> so it must be good probably <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny um so given that we can't talk about the transformation uh maybe i will ask you <laughs> what would happen if you booped the snoot of a wolf in well, uh, I, I feel I'm not uh, that helpful to society, so I feel like the wolf in would, would eat me. Oh, <laughs> no. That's, I disagree. Um, I feel like you could look at the wolf in the eye and be like, I'm not going to build a condo complex. I mean, I'm definitely not going to do that. In the but... slums, so. <laughs> and also, I... Uh, have to pay a lot of taxes because I go to work a lot. Work. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing here is good. Just eat me. Just, just, eat, just yeah. take take me. Take me as I am. I uh I know how to reset your laptop. Uh that is that good enough? Is that nice? That is very helpful. The wolfen in fact do need someone to reset their laptop. I mean it's hard it's hard to hold down the button when you don't have thumbs. It's scary. It's it's a lot of technology and beep boop, and they're just little wolves. They need help. I did with the cool wolf vision. I was like, ah, wolf vision. Yeah, wolf vision's pretty rad. Um, so this one, uh, since we're kind of on there, there really wasn't technically a design of the werewolf because they literally used real wolves. They did, which was cool. It was. Um. I love them. I did like the scene where one of them, they were doing all the snarly snarl, Mm -hmm. and one of the wolves, one of the shots of the wolves was a yawn, (laughs) and I thought it was hilarious. I was like, y'all haven't watched dogs long enough to tell the difference between a snarl and a yawn. (laughs) It was so cute. It was like the white wolf, and it was just like a little clip of it, and it was like, (laughs) yawn. I was like, that's... That does not elicit the reaction I think you wanted me to have right now. <laughs> Super cute, though. Um, yeah, I think that the design of a werewolf was exquisite because it was a wolf. It was just a wolf. Simple, but effective, and adorable wolves. So cute. I love them. They were very good boys and girls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who gets to train wolves? I want to get that job. Uh, some <laughs> very talented person. Of course, I there. say that, but uh, there's that like wolf experience where you can sleep like under the stars with the wolves, and I I'm really afraid to ever want to. You do can that. sleep with the wolves under the stars. Yeah, there's like this wolf experience. Maybe it's only a Colorado thing then, but yeah. No, because I looked up all of the wolves experiences and i've done most of them but i did not find one where you could sleep with the wolves yeah you can feed you can hang out with them while they get fed at night and then you can hang you can like go touch them you can pay more to go pet them and you can take your pictures with them but i don't know 
about sleeping with them. Yeah, That's right here. Just found the article. Really? Um, at this sanctuary, sleep among the wolves in the heart of Colorado's wet mountains. Wait, so are you just camp- camping on their site? Yeah. Oh, well, that's not... Okay. I thought you meant that you get to be inside the wolf enclosure. Oh. Well, I mean, the wolves are just running... Like, it's in a wolf sanctuary, so they might just pop up. And... Is it the wolf sanctuary? As far as I understand it, yeah. Then no, they are in the enclosures. The <laughs> <laughs> um, sanctuary see. sounds like they're running around, but if it's if it's the wolf sanctuary down south, I've been there many times, and it's... They're in the enclosures. Anyway, we can talk about yeah, this later. Yeah, we'll talk about um, it later. Anyways. <laughs> Please don't sleep with wolves. That's not yeah. a good choice for you or your children. Yeah. Uh, these wolves are not pets. For the no. love of God. <laughs> I feel like we need to say that now. <laughs> it's uh, um, We're in a, a post-Tiger uh, uh, King era, so yeah, don't... We're a post-Tiger King. <laughs> I hate that that's a thing. I hate that there's a post-Tiger King. <laughs> it's very upsetting. <laughs> um, okay, so I think we covered all the stuff uh, with this one. Um, were there any sequels? Nope, nothing planned. No sequel to the books. Nothing. This is a one and done. Um. And it kind of, yeah, I mean, it sort of left itself to a sequel at the end. I mean, the Wolfen were still around, and... I kind of feel like any early 80s movie could (laughs) be a sequel, so... (laughs) Speaking of 80s, it ended on a still frame, and I thought that was hilarious in 80s. Oh, it was. (laughs) Yes. It's like like songs fading out. Yeah. (laughs) It's the same, but for movies. And then another quick fun fact for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom Waits, the musician, played the bar owner. Sorry if you're hearing a lot of noise. The cat decided it's a good time to get on my desk. Yes, I see a <laughs> cattail in the camera. That's all I see right now. <laughs> Anyways, Tom Waits, the musician, the blues musician, was the mm-hmm. bar uh, owner at, uh, near the end there. Oh, was that the guy sitting across from Edward James Olmos? I believe so, yeah. I was like, you were the least indigenous looking person (laughs) in this bar. (laughs) And I couldn't, I didn't recognize him. That's so funny. And looking up the the credits, there's someone credited as Fat Jogger in Park. And I find that kind of funny. Aww. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's like super 80s. You're doing your best. the fat guy. So well, that's all I get. Great. Sounds good. Um, it's a movie. I think it's worth watching if you're in the mood for early 80s crime drama. Yeah. Um, I will say that there is footage of hunting a wolf, which I hated. So yeah. just like maybe skip over that part. Yeah, I did point that out. I was like, oh, we had someone that ran for vice president that was super proud that she did that. The hunting yeah. from a helicopter and it's like yeah yeah like they show it in detail don't it's pretty it. bad and it looks real i don't know if... i'm pretty sure it's real yeah. early 80s it's probably it's real. probably real yeah that was that sucked um so just just fair warning uh and yeah okay well moving, moving on, on to our next section what have you been watching as of late um let's see let me pull up the letterbox here what have I been watching? Um, all right. So I finally watched Unfriended from 2014. Have you heard of or seen this? I feel like it goes in that like group of um, social media movies of that era. And I don't know which ones I have and have not seen because they all seem very similar. <laughs> so it's the one that takes place the entirety over Skype. And it's almost oh, found no. footage style. No, um, I am not. I'd say it's pretty good. At least it's very clever and interesting the way they do everything. Okay. Um, you know, not super, you know, unpredictable or anything crazy, but I think just the skill it took to film this whole thing over Skype and like you're from the vantage point of one of the people. And, like, you can see her, like, going on her computer searching for things while the Skype meeting's going, and they go in between, huh. and, yeah. So, that's, it was interesting. 
So that's from 2014. That's on Netflix. Um, I went and saw Uncharted. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Um, it's a movie. Okay. Um, I wanted to go to support Tom Holland not being Spider-Man. Was he not Spider-Man, though? He is pretty much just Spider-Man. Yeah, so then I was like, I don't think I'm going to watch this. <laughs> like, he was so good. What was that uh, drama that was on Netflix that he was in? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I only... Did you watch it? Okay, well, I can't think of it. There was this drama that he was in, and he was so good. He was so, like, serious and heartbreaking, like, really great acting. Mm-hmm. And I'm so worried that they're just going to be like, oh, you're so good at Spider-Man character. Now you're just going to be Spider-Man character for the rest of your life. And I really hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see his Mind Snake movie, so I don't know how that one turned out, but... I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't. No. I don't know the real title. I just always called it Mind Snake. It's the one where, like, when you think of things, you can see it above their head, and it would like, you can use it to like attack people. And there's no women <laughs> in the society. And I have not heard of that, and that sounds terrible. It uh, for uh, all I understand, it was. But, <laughs> um, Uncharted. It's pretty. You know, for a video game movie. It's pretty good, but that's a very low bar. Um, okay. But, it, <laughs> but for like an action adventure, it's pretty standard, and Mark Wahlberg is awful, as he always is. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> Just laying it out there. Telling it like it is. There's a Here scene. There's a scene where, the, you know, they're all wearing earpieces because it's a modern action movie, and, you know, that's in every action movie. Uh-huh. Um, and he's like, they're like losing connection. He's like, what, what, what's going on? What? What? All I can think of is just like, um, what's, what's the movie? Uh, the what? No. Oh, the happening <laughs> from the happening. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> oh God. Well. So it's, but yeah, I, I put it like right in the middle. Like I, I'm never going to like go out of my way to ever see it again, but okay. it wasn't a waste of money. What was a waste of money is uh, I finished the original Planet of the Apes series with Battle <laughs> for the Planet of the Apes, and it's bad. That good, it's huh? Real bad. <laughs> like cool. the ape masks are even cheaper. They're really bad. It's makes little to no sense at all within its own timeline. It was it's real bad. No. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but back to good in my Brad Pitt watch through, I just got to watch Fight Club again. Of course, Ooh. that's my favorite movie of all time, so So good. I enjoyed that immensely. And finally I did and you saw this too, The Batman. The Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. Oh, yeah, great. I definitely loved it. I think that you need to go in, and if you're tired, don't watch it when you're tired. It is very, like uh, like Wolfen, it is very, uh, It's I'd say it's very dense. Like, it's, yeah. there's not a whole, there is punching. Don't get me wrong, there is punching. Oh, lots of punching. But not as much as I would assume. I don't. I thought that there was plenty of plot, which was great. Yeah. I actually thought that it was well balanced. I yep. thought that the the pacing was went well. Even it's just a long film. It like, is. Go in knowing that you're sitting down for a long film. If you have to pee, pee early. Like I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. I I kept on seeing comments of like, wow, it's just so long. It was like it's on the the poster. Like I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes, it's long. Like go pee or whatever it is like yeah. people were like oh or, or i saw one person that was like oh yeah we went to a late showing and i fell asleep i was like what well, if you're used to, if your bedtime is nine yeah don't go to a 10 o'clock showing <laughs> i don't know what to tell you um but, but that being said i really enjoyed it yeah. and i hope a lot of people go see it yeah no it was great don't get me wrong but yeah it was uh for a comic book movie especially a modern one not a, not as money punching and spectacle. It's very gritty and like there. It leans much more heavy than any other Batman did into the detective side of Batman, which yeah. was awesome. But yeah, I wouldn't take kids to this one. No, 
not even just the scary, just the like, there's a lot of talking going on. There's a lot of talking. <laughs> there's a lot of plot, a lot of character development, which I was all oh, for. I love absolutely. character development. Oh, no, so. it was so good. Oh, man. There's, yeah, so many parts that was just so solid. Uh, I've been telling Doug all week, like, I'll go see it again if you want to go see it, because I didn't go with him. I was like, we'll go see it. I don't mind yeah, going again. My partner's already going to go see it again tonight. I was like, what the? I mean, granted, he's back in Charlottesville, so he can do whatever the fuck he wants. But <laughs> I was just like, didn't we just go see that? <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, what have you been watching? Well, not much, because I haven't had a lot of time for that that viewing nonsense. Um, I think all my free time is watching films that I have to talk about on a podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the only thing I've been watching uh, weekly is um, Severance, which I think I mentioned. You did, yeah. Uh, on a previous episode. So another episode came out, so I watched that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I started listening to the um, Processing Severance podcast, which includes... The, one of my co-hosts from uh, other show, <laughs> Humanoids from the Deep Dive, there you go. Jeff Ewing, the creator of that podcast, is a co-host on the Processing Severance Apple podcast. So I started listening to that, and I was like, oh, doing <laughs> stuff. Good job. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I have not watched stuff other than Batman and wolfen so you haven't finished uh peacemaker yet no i have not it is not really high on my list i will finish it i'm sure you will but it's just i will (laughs) get there at some point it's probably going to be the summer (laughs) fair enough but yeah last episode great oh good so when you get there it's got a good ending how much dancing happens think it's only the intro okay could be wrong oh no but there's musical because <laughs> uh, there's musical montages uh that's but different. i wouldn't necessarily yeah they're not dancing yeah because that dancing oof. john cena's built like a sausage have you seen a sausage dance i can't i feel like i've seen <laughs> sausage sausages dance way better than john cena <laughs> I'll go get a sausage out of my fridge right now and show you how he can dance better. <laughs> Although I find it ironic because, yeah, he he's a wrestler, and that's professional wrestling's kind of a dance in a lot of ways. So you think in a he, lot of ways. You think he would be a little bit more dexterous. But... Yeah, and you have to be, like, flexible and yeah. stuff. Anyway, Anyways. what do I know? Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. only a professional uh, choreographer. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um. That being said, actually, no, thanks for reminding me. I will be performing uh, the weekend of April 2nd, whatever weekend that is, um, at the uh, Dark Side of the Con number four. Uh, I'll be performing, I'll be on stilts every night, and I'll be performing aerial chains and some other thing. Uh, who knows? That's coming up but i have so much going on that i just i don't know but to pimp my shit i will be at dark side of the con there you go first weekend in april ah yeah that's that's why you're stealing megan from me because she can't go to my show because she's Uh, going over there yeah she's she's got to perform a duo with me sorry (laughs) 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 um so yeah, that is our show. So what are we watching next week? So next or, uh, next episode, yeah. whatever. <laughs> next time we get together, uh, we'll be watching The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Ooh, I was yeah. promised it's very good. I have not seen it, but I have been promised. I have seen it and totally forgot, and I will watch it again and be excited. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Very excited. Yay! Awesome. Well, uh Thanks for listening to us go on about our beloved werewolves and wolves adjacent. <laughs> uh, if they would like to find you, Matt, where can they go? I am a wizard underscore Matt on the Twitters. 
or Wizard Cosplay on Instagram or Pharaoh underscore Wizard on TikTok. My latest TikTok's popping off, so you want to make sure you want to hop on that and check it out. Apparently it's popular. <laughs> and, uh, my band is Leonardo Leonardo. You can find all our stuff on any social media with Leonardo Leonardo Band. Woohoo! Where can people find you at? Um, you can find me at Luna underscore Minwee on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. And I will probably be posting more about the show that I'm producing on March 25th. That's Alice in Wonderland at the Dominion Energy Performing Arts Center in Richmond, Virginia. And uh, then, I, like I said, I'll be performing in New Jersey the first weekend in April. It will be awesome. I'll be performing with two of my friends as the Gosloff Gals, and we will be, like I said, still performing, and then a bunch of aerial stuff. Ooh. Aerial jank. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thanks again for hanging out with us, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.